Welcome everyone to Your Taxes, Your Way, a weekly podcast with Jerry and Lisa. My name is Lisa and here we go with Jerry. Well, thank you, Lisa. And our first ever podcast, right? Absolutely. I mean, that is awesome. Untreaded waters for us, huh? Yeah. What do we have on the agenda for today? All right. Well, we're going to talk about car expenses and we're going to talk about how we can deduct car expenses as a self-employed individual. So we're seeing this more and more, especially with a sharing economy. When we're talking about Uber and Lyft, for example, that have, that have become predominant now in the marketplace, Definitely. more and more people now are being self-employed. Absolutely. And more and more people are using their cars in order to produce their business income, mm-hmm. right? So this, yep. this is where, you know, understanding properly how to deduct our car expenses and what we can deduct as car expenses is so crucially important, okay, when it comes to our income taxes. So. Let's get into it and let's see on some of these expenses what we can actually deduct as far as car expenses for somebody who is self-employed, okay? Now, I myself, I'm a big car guy. (laughs) I am a car nut. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, what can I deduct? Can I just get any car that I'd like, you know, some supercar and have the government deduct, you know, have the government allow me to deduct these expenses? The answer is yes and no. Okay. okay? There's, a, there's a lot of nuances. There's a lot of gray area when it comes to expenses. Okay, tell me why. All right. So, well, basically because the government will not allow you to essentially buy, for example, a supercar and deduct the full value of it, right? Shame. I mean, you know, I'd love to go get an M4 right now tomorrow and say, hey, man, $100,000 car, and, you know, I've got a business here. Yeah. You know, I, I, think, I think if I was an Uber driver right now and I had an M4. You'd be looking pretty good. I'd look, I'd look awesome. <laughs> Could you imagine just, you know, you're, you're calling an Uber car and you got a Mercedes S-Class coming to you yeah. to pick you up. And I say, you know what? Hey, I can afford this because the government's paying for it. All right? The government's giving me deductions back. Oh, well, it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. So we're going to look at all that. We're going to look at some of these details. Okay, So first we're going to start with what you know we would call the current expenditures when it comes to vehicles. So day-to-day things that people are able to deduct, right? Exactly right. Okay, So what can I deduct for the day-to-day driving of my car? Okay. Now, you know, I give the example of Uber, but this is any business, right? I mean, you know, if I'm, uh, you know, what's called, if I make sweaters, for example, and yep. I deliver them through my car, I'm allowed to deduct my car expenses again, right? Okay, okay. Example, know you know, that. I don't know if sweaters is really a great example <laughs> here for a type of audience that we're dealing with, you know, with this podcast here. Sweaters. But why not? <laughs> Throw hey, it out there. Maybe they'll come out as in style again. You know, I mean, I'm just showing my age here right now, unfortunately, <laughs> but, you know, but who knows? You know, maybe they'll be back Turtlenecks are next. Why not, right? I mean, Steve Jobs made it popular, right? I mean, you know, one more thing, right? Unfortunately, I don't have that today in this podcast, but, you know, but let's see. Working on it. Let's see some of the, these current expenditures that we can deduct, okay? So some of the common expenses that I can deduct through for my business, for my car expenses, are fuel, for example. Okay. okay so any, you know, I, I gas up my tank, obviously, that's, you know, my main expense when it comes to my vehicle, right? Right. One of the main ones. Insurance is another one, obviously. Okay, okay so, I didn't know that. So to pay f- to insure my vehicle, that's a deductible expense when it comes to my car expenses for my business. Okay. Okay, another example is my license. Okay, my license registration. You can deduct that? Yeah, absolutely. Even even your license plate you can deduct as well. But, but, okay. but, but, but. Okay. There's a there's catch. A, there's there's an asterisk, of course, which I will explain as we go along okay. this podcast. Okay, sure. Stay so tuned. I'm just listing right now the list of expenses that I'm allowed. Okay. And then we'll see what the government actually allows me for those particular expenses. Okay. Right. So license registration, so your license plate and your license in this example, you are allowed to claim. Believe it or not, here's another one that's surprising to a lot of people as well, is maintenance. Okay, what type of maintenance? Well, oil changes, Okay. for example. You know, things that keep the car on the road, right? That keep the car in good working order. So necessary maintenance, not the extra fluff. 
No, no, no. Like if I want to put, you know, a nice muffler kit in the back or, or some nice rims, you know. Forget now, about hey, it. maybe, you know, if I'm a real estate agent and I put some nice rims on my car, who knows, right? Yeah. I might be able to get more customers in, you know, and say, wow, this guy knows how to sell houses. I mean, look at those rims. Right. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Okay. okay. It doesn't work that way. The government says basically it's the maintenance that keeps the car on the road. Okay. 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 That's essentially, and these are the standard expenses or what we call the current expenditures. Okay, that I'm allowed to claim. Okay. Now, of course, you might say to yourself, yeah, but hold on, I got a per car payment, don't I? Mm. I mean, you know, I mentioned that fuel's my main expense. True, it's not really your main expense. It's, it's, it's in actuality, you know, your car payments, right? Yeah. So if you bought the car new or whether you bought the car used, if you have car, if you have, uh, if you have car, you know, uh, car payments, you yep. have to deduct, you're, you're allowed to deduct some a of those certain expenses. Amount. Okay. A certain amount. Now, the actual payments you're allowed is really with the leasing of a vehicle. This is what I would call a current expenditure. Okay. Remember, the vehicle doesn't belong to you, right? If I if no. I if I lease, no, exactly, right? If yeah. I lease the car, yeah, I don't own the car, right? Okay, is the on loan? It's on loan, right? And I just use it for the three or four years that I'm that I use it, right? Right. So, so in this case, my leasing expense I'm allowed to claim. Okay, so my lease payments are deductible. Hmm. Okay? okay, on Great. my tax return. Okay. It's interesting. Huh? Yeah, I would never that. have thought that, honestly. I mean, you know, a lot of people would think, oh, no, I have to buy the car to deduct it. Yeah. No, not true. You, if you lease the car, you can deduct your lease expenses. Is it a certain percentage of those lease expenses, or it's the full amount? There's the catch. And now okay. you're getting straight to the catch. That's a little asterisk. Remember, right. guys, the government never does anything easily for you when it comes when it comes to being able to deduct certain things right. okay so what they'll do is they'll have in if for leasing for example they have two limitations okay the first one and this applies to all the other expenses i mentioned before you know fuel insurance license and registration license. and maintenance the first restriction is your business mileage okay so for example okay for and especially for those who are in the gig economy okay yep. You know, a lot of people you know, do little side work, you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur, right, yeah. uh, for example. So for, the, for these individuals, okay, they will be limited by the business mileage they do on their car, with their car. Okay. So for example, yeah. okay, if I drive the car one-third of the time mm -hmm. to, purpose. you know, for, for the purpose of producing business income, for the purpose of, you know, getting income, yeah. right, for my business, then I have to prorate now. Okay. My expenses that I just mentioned, which is you know leasing, uh, fuel, yeah. insurance, license, I have to prorate them by one third. Okay. Okay. okay? So and that makes sense. Allowed. That of seems course. fair. Of course, because you know the government's not going to sit there and pay you for your trips to Florida, for example, right? <laughs> you know, they, they say you do like you know a nice, uh, nice road, road trip, trip to New York or something. All right, I'm going to deduct the mileage. <laughs> Thank you, CRA. Thank you, Canadian government. Not going to happen. No, it's it's what the government calls reasonable expenses, right? And you have to be reasonable with your mileage. Okay. So. If this is something like a side business or a side gig that you're doing, you know, it's going to be very hard for you to claim to the government that 80% of your mileage, okay, is being used, you know, for the purposes of your business. That okay? won't fly. That, that won't no. fly. They're not going to believe that necessarily, okay? Right, right. So that's where, you know, that's where it becomes important to track your mileage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is, where, this is where we get into the concept of a logbook. Okay. Okay. And the logbook is very important to the CRA, especially when you're starting off your business. Okay. okay. The CRA, when they say it's reasonable mileage, they want to compare it to your logbook. So you have okay. to track your mileage per day that you are performing for your business. Okay. Okay. You have to actually track that. Now, we're in the 21st century here. Okay. Yeah. You don't have track to track it on this. your phone. Track it on your phone. Exactly. You got apps sure that do apps, this. Yeah. You have apps that do this. There are also other little hardware pieces that you can buy yeah. that uh -huh. you can stick in your out in your in your outlets, right? Yeah. 
Am I using the right term or am I showing my age again? What's what what what's we'll the call it outlets for today. We'll call it out. Okay, thank you because again, I'm you know I've got a very I've got a I've got a thin hairline here, unfortunately. So that really shows my age. So, so you simply stick this little you know contraption. Let's say again, I'm yeah. showing my age. Uh, you stick this little contraption into this you know into, out, the, vehicle. Yeah. into the vehicle, and yeah. then it tracks your GPS, your mileage. You simply flick a switch, yeah. and it starts tracking it, and then you get a report afterwards through Excel or something. That makes it pretty lines. easy for the consumers. It makes it amazingly easy. Okay, we're in the 21st century. We're not here now to have a little, you know, yeah, map a, a, an actual map or, 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 or use an actual book there and start marking down the mileage. You don't have to do that, but you have to track it, though, okay. especially in your first year. Okay, the why first, is that important the first year? Because the government wants to check and establish a base of what your reasonable mileage is. Okay. They want to determine whether, you know, what, you know, basically what the percentage is that you normally use. Mm. So in the first year, the government will require you to keep a detailed logbook throughout the entire year. Okay. Once you've done that, as of the second year, now you only have to track three months after that. Okay, so that seems pretty fair. That seems pretty fair and reasonable. But again, it has to be detailed though, okay? You How to, detailed is detailed? Detailed is daily, okay? So for those three months, basically, the government wants to know, okay, in that day you did 100 kilometers. How many of those kilometers were for business? Okay. Okay, and where did you go, okay? Where did you go in that mileage, okay? Okay. So that way they could see that you have a bona fide business here. You're not just making numbers up off the top of your head so right. you can deduct your vehicle expenses, okay? Right. They want to see that you have a bona fide business, okay? That's okay. what they want to check. So logbook is crucially important, especially when you're starting off. And I know a lot of you that are listening to this podcast, you're really thinking about starting these side businesses. Yep. You know, think about Uber Eats, for example, too, right? So Everyone's you, an Uber driver now or an Uber Eats driver. Or Uber Eats or Skip the Dishes, right? Or Fudora, for example, okay? Well, these are also, yep. you're considered self-employed for these things. Right. Okay, so again, they want you to track your mind. Okay, so you, you know, like you mentioned, uh, Lisa, you got apps yep. on your phone that you can do this with, or you could buy, you know, little hardware, hardware pieces, little hardware that you just simply stick to your outlets, and then from there it tracks it for you. Or okay? do it the old-fashioned way if you want. You can do the old-fashioned <laughs> way. Are, are you saying I'm old? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, of course it, not. It, no, okay. It's I'll a polite it. way of saying that you're old. Oh, okay. All right. I see. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Oh, sigh. <laughs> Let's continue on now with this podcast <laughs> all right after that and let's see now some other expenses that i could claim okay, okay. So, so what i mentioned was you know what i called current expenditures right day-to-day right. -day expenses but there are also other expenditures that i could claim as well that are more long-term okay when it comes to your car okay, okay give me an example the example would be i purchased my vehicle okay, okay? so instead of leasing my vehicle i yeah. buy the vehicle now yeah. in that case that becomes a capital expenditure Okay, so by capital meaning it is long running. It is an asset that lasts for a long time. Okay. Be usually beyond a year. Okay, so any any capital asset you buy that is beyond a year, and this is general business expenses, okay? Mm -hmm. These become capital assets. Okay. Now by, by becoming capital assets, well unfortunately I can't simply grab my payment and deduct it now. No. I'm not allowed to do that. For it. There's a process, right? And the process is what we call depreciation. Okay. Okay, that's the concept of depreciation. Now, depreciation is used in many aspects of life. You know, for example, let's say you buy, uh, you know, depreciation, very simply put, is let's say you buy your television. Okay. Okay. You buy a television out there and you've used it for five years. Well, that, your depreciation is the five years that you've used. So if you spent $1,000 on your TV and you've used it for five years, well, you've depreciated it for five years. You depreciated the original $1,000 yeah. for five years. Yeah. Right? So if you were to do a monthly so it's expense. Worth less. 
So. Exactly. So you would do a monthly expense. You would take, let's say, a thousand dollars that you paid ahead of time, mm -hmm. and you divide it by forty-eight because, or by sixty, excuse me, by sixty, which is your five-year, you know, right. per month, right? That would that would have been your expense per month had you either leased it or borrowed it, okay, right. in some way. So that's that's the concept that's of depreciation, right? That's depreciation. Okay. So we see this every day. Yeah. Okay. Anything that you buy that's long running that runs beyond a year. I mean, we're not talking about you know little things that you buy at the dollar store. Okay. <laughs> you know, we're really talking about standing things. Long-standing, durable. Okay, these things last. Okay? Technology would be a prime example. That's the prime. That's why I gave TV as an example, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a common thing that we see. Yeah. Okay. So a vehicle is no different. Okay. Okay. So what the government allows you to do, okay, is that they allow you to depreciate at a thirty percent rate. Okay. Okay. Every single year. Okay. But it's through what we call a declining balance. Okay. Yeah. Which means that let's say your car was worth ten thousand, you bought it used. Let's say. I mean, which new car? is worth 10,000 these days, right? I Again, wish I could find one. Well, you know, again, I'm showing my age. It was back in my day, but- uh, Oh, do not <laughs> you, say that. You, you could buy a cheap car at 10, you know, brand new, but not today, that's for sure. But- With AC included. With AC, which was an option, and rolling windows. Oh my <laughs> your hand, could you imagine? I mean, that was technology in my day, but- Oh my goodness, moving forward. Moving forward, yes, I know. I gotta get off the age, the, the age bandwagon here. But, um, but essentially, uh, so when you purchase the vehicle, let's say it was ten thousand, I bought it yeah. used, and even used vehicles are allowed, by the way. You okay. Could, you could, you're allowed to depreciate as a tax expense a used vehicle, okay, that you buy for your business. Right. Okay. So, so at ten thousand. In the first year, they'll allow me only 15%, half the year value, which they call the half year rule, half okay? Because okay. the government doesn't know exactly when you purchased it in the year. Did you purchase it in November? Right. Or did you, purchase it, did you purchase it in January? They have no way of knowing this, right? Right. So they tell you, you know what? In the year of purchase, you're allowed half of the rate, which would be 15%. So I'm allowed $1,500, okay? okay? As a depreciation, all right? Now, in the following year, I deduct my 1,500 from my 10,000, I've got 8,500 as my balance, as the value of the vehicle. And on that 8,500, I'm allowed 30%. Okay. This is what we call a declining balance. Okay, okay. Okay, which means that, you know, my value of the vehicle goes down as I depreciate. And I claim my 30% on the declining value, on the value that keeps going down mm -hmm. from one year to the next. Mm -hmm. So that depreciation expense is an expense. I'm allowed to deduct it as a car expense. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm allowed as a car expense. Right. Okay. But of course, I'm subject to the same restriction of the mileage. Right. Okay. So, so if only a third of my mileage was done for business, yeah. well, then I take whatever I'm allowed to depreciate and I only claim a third. Okay. That's all I'm allowed. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's so that's essentially how it works. Duly okay. noted by our listeners. I hope so. <laughs> through their through their notepads instead of an app. <laughs> Again, I really gotta go off the age. Sorry, guys. It's your oh. fifth reference day I know. throughout this podcast. I know. I'm working. Five, I'm working them. through it. All right. I'm working through it. All right. I'll, I'll I'll get the therapy that I need. So from here now, from here, okay. That was the first limitation that I mentioned, right? Which was the mileage. What are some other ones? Okay. What are some other limitations that I have? Okay. What are some other limitations that I have? The other limitation is in the value of the vehicle. Okay. Remember what I mentioned before? Wouldn't it be awesome if I could just pick up people through in Uber in my BMW M4 or you know my Mercedes S Class? Because hey, the government's giving me a tax deduction. Here. Why not? <laughs> and I'd get more you people know? wanting to use my car. I mean, can you imagine? You know, can you imagine? It's like, oh wow, the S Class is coming. Okay, I got, I got to, you know, I got to get inside this car. You know, yeah. so you can get more business. Well, you know, unfortunately, the government is not going to allow you 
that kind of value of a vehicle, okay? Right. So when it comes to leasing, or whether it comes to your depreciation, the government will only allow you to depreciate a car, a depreciate a car whose value is no more than 30,000 plus taxes. Okay, all okay. right, that definitely sets it. It really Pretty limits tight you, parameters. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 guys, don't feel jealous about these people who buy these Mercedes and say, "Oh, yeah, I'm deducting it on my tax return, so that's why I'm having it." And you're like, "Oh, why? You know, why do these people get these advantages?" Well, it doesn't work that way. Right. They are capped at thirty thousand plus tax. So, even though you know, let's take my M4 for example. You know, as you can tell, it's my dream car. <laughs> uh, let's say, let's say I take my M4 here. Yeah. And. You know, I want to depreciate it. Well, what the government's going to say is, well, you know what, your M4, which is actually worth $100,000, which you paid, it's only worth $30,000 plus tax. Yeah. So now my M4 has just become a Toyota Camry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Quick and easy. Quick and easy, huh? I mean, wow. I mean, that's essentially what it is. That's what that's the value of a Toyota Camry, essentially, these days, you know? Oh, my goodness. I mean, or a Honda Accord, right? Or, you know, and so Don't on. Don't have to name all of them. No, I know, I know. But a mid-sized car, basically, is what the government is saying, okay? Yeah. And maybe, you know, an entry level to a mid-sized SUV. Okay? okay. That That's essentially where the government's going to limit you, okay? So... So they cap you there, okay? So, right. so for example, in my example where I use the $10,000 car, well, if I were to buy the M4, my addition, my new purchase would have been 30,000 plus tax. Okay. And then I would have been allowed 15% of that sure. amount. Okay. Okay, of the 30,000 plus tax. That's all I'd be allowed on, okay? okay? So again, no more jealousy, guys. Just remember, income tax-wise, they're driving a Toyota Camry. Okay, just remember that. Okay, that's all they're driving. All right, so that's that's essentially how that works, and that's the cap. Okay, and that's the that's the second limitation. So remember, first limitation is your mileage. Yep. Keep a logbook. Remember, the first every year, day crucially important. Every single day, keep your logbook. Okay, that's the first thing. And the second thing is you're capped as far as your value. Okay, you can't buy you know your dream car and expect that the government's going to allow you to deduct it. Okay, right. it simply does not work. All right. So I think that about covers it, Lisa. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our very first podcast. Stay tuned for other topics that we'll be releasing on a weekly basis. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.